that the therapy session's over. We just had a, a quick a quick hour session. A quick hour sesh. Not license, but I am willing. I just needed <laughs> to get it out into words. <laughs> one day one day we'll do we'll, we'll be able to talk about things. Well, I think what's weird about having a podcast, Jerry and I've talked about this before, is like as transparent as you are, there are always these like topics of your life you're like, can't talk about that. Can't yeah. put that out there. Like I remember finding out that my mom listens and I was like, so many things I can't say now. Thought but it was that, safe. I know. <laughs> I'm glad nobody listens. But if they were, like, these are recorded these for are, out for life, you yeah. know? We're on YouTube. But I did. I was thinking about that. So weird you say that. I was thinking about that in my drive here. I was like, man, some of these people really don't care who listens. And I wish I could be more like that. Oh, yeah. Like, um, one of, like... The I think honestly the first podcast I ever really started listening to was is my favorite murder with Karen and Georgia. Um, it's like a true crime podcast. But everybody knows. Everybody knows. <laughs> okay, whatever. There might be some people not in the know. Um, but Georgia talks about her like terrible relationship with her mother all the time, mm-hmm. like openly. Mm-hmm. Like we'll openly talk about fights she's had openly, and I'm like, I I really that like. I think that's so cool. And then, like, of course, for like Thanksgiving or something, she posted pictures with her and her mom on on the Instagram. She goes, I "Had a good day with mom today." Aww, <laughs> like, that's cute. Not though. always like this, and I'm just like, "Oh my god!" I know. I really admire that. I aspire like, to be that open on the pawn mm-hmm. because there's a lot of fucked up shit that happens. Yeah, to me, or like there. I mean, well, maybe if we started saying this stuff on the podcast, our people around us would be acting right. They'd be like, "Don't want this on the pod." Hey, you would think, though. You would think. But I, I warn everyone. I'm like, everyone's susceptible to a pod. I'm always like, I'm always getting content for the pod. Oh, so I'm always like, you guys, everyone better do fucked up shit so I can post. I mean, talk about it. Post about it. (laughs) Same thing. Um, Speaking of fucked up shit, dude. Okay. Number one. Number one. um, The day before Thanksgiving does have a name. And it's called Drinksgiving. Jerry has taught me this word, but uh-huh. it's also widely used. Mm-hmm. Eh. But I, I for sure thought you'd know that that terminology. No, and someone else brought it up to me. Someone reached out to me on Instagram, and I'm like, I knew it as Thanksgiving Eve, though. Mm. I feel like that's what we've said. Mm. Drinksgiving. Drinksgiving's funny. It is funny. How was that? How well, did that go? It was good. It's my one night of the year that I go out. And we started off at Water Street in Kent. Why, I do not know. I was looking around. I was like, I don't recognize anybody here. The whole reason why I come out here is to people watch people that I people watched in high school. Mm. That's the whole reason I do it. Just so I can observe you and be like, are you the same? And judge you silently from afar. Yes. I don't need to talk to you. I just want to look at you. Um, oh my God. But we were in this bar and I was like, who are all these people in my hometown? Why are you all here? It's so loud, by the way. Um. Like, COVID doesn't exist. We're just Mm, out here. mm -mm. Puffs of vape smoke Mm -hmm. throughout the whole place. I'm like, what is going on? So quickly, I leave there um, with everyone. I didn't leave by myself. I wasn't that kind of intoxicated yet. And we go to Ray's place. You know, if you know, you know, um, it's our hometown bar. And they have like an upstairs, downstairs, start upstairs. Everything's great. Best fries in town. Bet, truly. But then 
some of Laura's friends were supposed to meet us and then the upstairs got full. And so our friends couldn't meet us at this whole table that we like had like claimed up there. It was very annoying. Um, so then we have to go back downstairs, but there's not enough tables, um, like enough space at the table. So Josh and I end up just sitting at the bar and we're kind of like bullshitting. And uh, Josh is going a little, a little too hard. Like he was taking shots and I'm like, that's a different kind of energy you bring to the table. When you go out and you're doing shots, I preach. I literally, okay. When Joe takes shots, I'm like, yes, dude's about to loosen up. It's going to be a good night. (laughs) And I get like stoked. I'm like, oh, if he's getting shots, like shot Jameson. I'm like, oh, he's feeling good. This Uh, is good. Oh yeah. He'd be like, oh, of course I didn't a shot. I'm like, huh? He's like, you want one? I'm like, you've asked me that five times, and I've all said no. Can you take shots? Yeah, but I have to get, I have to get in this headspace for it. Hard fucking no. I will throw up immediately. Really? Everyone who knows me knows that. I'm surprised you didn't yet. No, well, I, I guess we don't go out drinking too much. No, <laughs> but literally could never, never take a shot. People still try to feed them to me. I'm like, you know better. Look at me. Do you want Ralph all over your face? Oh, you have to. I disassociate for them. Vomit? I'm like. It's like I'm going to like lift 500 pounds. It's like <sighs> I wish I could. My body, my body, physically, like, I got this. My body physically <laughs> says nope. It comes just right back up and out. <laughs> so I'm like, if you want throw up on you, that's why I say to people, and they're like, oh, would you like some projectile? I can with your up. shot. No, you don't. Um, but so we're sitting at the bar, and my like, I'm like looking at Josh. My back is like to the front door, and Josh looks at me and he goes. He's here. And I said, what? And high school sweetheart came walking in. <laughs> not, not, not. Deep. I thought, oh, my gosh. That he had me. Oh, yeah. No, he had me for a minute. And I was like, he was like he's here. Name that starts with an R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I can't give him a fake name. Uh, I've called him Ryan before. His name is Ryan. Okay, but um, haven't seen him in ten years, probably. Oh, Josh went to high school with you. Yes, and so Josh holds a weird like because he it's different because he's seen me and Ryan together before in a way that he's never seen me and Dave together. So to him, it's almost like I was just with Ryan, even though ten years has passed. Oh yeah. But it's just one of those like weird situations to try to navigate. Yeah, was it like, awkward? Was it was it all right? Was it? I how just, are you? How you been? A classic catch up? <laughs> no, no, no. Because um, my one of my like best friends from high school, um, Brandon, was sitting at the bar with us, and he like he was sitting on my other side. He goes, nothing, just casual, just sitting in between you and Ryan at a bar ten years after high school. What what's what's weird about this? <laughs> But, like, I have this weird, like, thing with, like, my high school sweetheart where it's, like, I don't, like, I don't hold any, like, ill will. I feel, like, hey, good for you. very fond, which is why I feel like Josh gets a little, like, uncomfy because it's just, like, I'd lo- I would love, I would love to talk. I would love to, like, catch up and, like, see who he is now because, like, you're a stranger. Yeah. You are a stranger to me. I'm a stranger to you. Mm-hmm. Like it's this weird thing of like your first love and like you grow you grow up together and then you grow apart and it's just like, you know, one day we it was just this it was a cycle like you go through I think with your first love a lot this cycle of hurting each other until you have to decide like one we got to pull out. 
because we're just going to keep hurting each other. You don't and tell it's like, me that. It's like I, I truly loved him too much to keep hurting, like hurting mm-hmm. him. So um, yeah, it was just, it was very weird. Very, very strange. Like who was uncomfortable, you or him? Oh, I don't know if he was uncomfortable because we really didn't talk. It was just like we acknowledged each other. Laura, we when we left, Laura gave him a hug, and then I gave him like a group hug with Laura. I mean, he's like six five; he's a huge human yeah. being. So, um, it just was like a group hug. But it was like that's not the place that I'm going to have a conversation. It's like this is this is too much. So basically, you're just living every Hallmark movie. You're living it now. Also, my dream would be that, and I that know. my high school sweetheart would have a conversation with me. I know. I, yeah, I don't know if we ever Sad. will. And that's okay. I don't know if we ever will have a conversation, but you know, it's nice. I, don't, I think it's nice to go out on those days and just see people and see see the people who you see to that know. they're doing all right. A good race. Um, I'm glad. I yeah. feel like I enjoyed it for the night when I did it. You just get to people watch. You get to see people you used to see. Yes, it's CP. It's and it's just it's so it's disturbing. But like I like we like went it. through a sh- like we went through a long time together with these people. Some serious trying <sighs> times. And I think really what it is why I like going out on that day specifically is because I know and I'm prepared to see people that I I used to know instead of running into, into them, them on a random Thursday. Right. It's like I. We, what are you doing here? We've all made the conscious decision to show up here tonight we so that we can see people from our past yeah. I and go if out, we're all on that same length let's drink about it i go out specifically to see pat valerius in ray's place every year and give him a hug we see, did a little dance battle towards each other we love our tradition yeah and that's it pat i do it for you i do it for you pat he's, well, my, good. My, he's my pal um so yeah that was a very I felt like worth mentioning, you know, running into your exes. Anybody else? Anybody else this holiday season? Mine Let us was know. Pretty tragic last time. Actually, I, I want. I'm officially requesting all of all of your best, <laughs> all of your best running into your exes stories. Oh, that's fun. I want all of that. Yeah. I feel like they're if and if you don't have them, I'll look on Reddit because I feel like there's got to be a place for that. Also, to mention. The Am I the Asshole series that I did with Jerry are Reddit are is a Reddit thread. We didn't I don't know if we said that enough on it, but my sister was like, Some of your listeners are fucked up. And I was like, <laughs> What? And she goes, These are random. She people. was like, That one girl just sent sent her sister to an abuser very clearly. And I was like, That was a Reddit thread. She goes, What? <laughs> I was like, So am I the Disclaimer. asshole? Disclaimer. Yeah. They're strangers. They are strangers to us. And I mean, could be fake. Could all just be a ruse for Reddit, but we'll never know. We're here for the stories, though. Here for the stories. Um, also, something I'm going to, I'm, I'm attempting, going to attempt to try, which is something you've already done, is I'm going to try to go off birth control. Wow. Okay. Okay. I just like, I. it's a journey. Yeah. I know. What do we do if I don't like it? Then you go back on it. Okay. Or we, you just adjust. It's not, I don't know. It's a scary feeling. And I've had people reach out to me about it before. And it's like, but it's not, it doesn't hit you all at once. We're like, wow, this definitely feels different. It's a gradual thing okay. that you will start to notice differences. Right. Yeah. Like, in- and in the, in the beginning, they're all great ones. They're mm-hmm. all great ones. Right. Like more energy, 
um, mental health has shown improvements. Like mm. that's what I experienced at first. And I was like, cool, this is great. And I'm not anxious or as depressed. <laughs> And that was great. But I feel like over time, like you'll see like, okay, maybe there is some weight gain or maybe there's not. And it it also varies for different people. And that's what they say. Right. So it's like I've been and to clarify, I'm not going off birth control to get pregnant. Mm. We still don't want pregnancy here. So we'll have to wear um, penis hats for a while. And they suck. (laughs) I I just talk about that. You really do. And I do feel like... um, I don't like love them, but it's all right. Is we'll it? Deal. Okay. Yeah. Good for you. You smell the latex like a freak. Well, not anymore. Nice. I'm, no, I feel like I'm getting real sad about it too. <laughs> because my taste and smell is back, yes, but it's not back to what it was. And Jess was hyper nose. Just, I could smell <laughs> everything. <laughs> And I relied on it with, like, literally, I would step, I could smell my dog's pee before I walked in the house. I'd be like, they pissed. I know it. And I just, I'm so aware of it. And I like that about me. Well, maybe this will give you some peace of mind. Now you can have no, condom like, sex and not smell the latex. Jess used to be like, it just turns me off. You smell the latex. And I said, yeah, what? Yeah. Just Also, the time that they have to put it on is like... This is awkward. Now we've ruined the moment. Things need to be going at all times. And for you to stop and to just also like, we'll just laugh and make a joke. And Usually that's to be fine. fair, we, we grab the condom at the same time. I need the lube. So it's kind of like a whole prep situation. Lube. It's a prep for I'm for a insertion. new lube girl. You're a I new? just started. Yes. New lube girl here. And is it good? It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad. Like. I think that's why they created it to make it better. Yeah. I think it was a whole, whole point of lube. <laughs> You're right. But I was never just like, I always thought like you, that's what you needed if you were dried up old prune. But that's not the case. Throwing shade. No, but like I just thought if you, yeah. and there's no shade in that either. Like I know how but. vaginas work. So you don't have to show me. Oh, no. I took, I, I found so much peace in lube because it's like I, before like I knew to use it it was i would put so much pressure on my body to like yeah create that, the amount of liquid that meds I needed. you take there's so i'm not saying oh, like yeah. you're less of a woman if you can't get no juiced up no oh, we got we got the juice in a, in a squirt bottle exactly there's no oh, shit. what if there was lube in a spray bottle sorry See, that that's shit like that kills the mood <laughs> why am i so embarrassed of stuff when i'm having sex it's i can't that's a trauma situation that you should probably work through okay being honest because it could be i don't know i just like things you smooth. feel awkward about things all the time though you you can you're easily like weirded out and awkward but I'm, I'm good at rolling with things too. Like, thank God I have the ability to, to make an awkward situation, awkward situation a funny one. Thank God. But um, uh, thank God. I will keep you updated on my. I I have two more weeks on my birth control pack and I'm going to ride those out. And hey, then, may the odds be ever. I'm just in hoping your it favor. doesn't make me like an emotional wreck. Like, what if I've been on birth control since I was like 20? But even before I was on birth control, like 15 to 18, and then I was off of it for a little while and then got back on it. It's nice to feel things. I cried a lot a lot when I was off of it. I was like, thank God I'm back to myself. I think like when I feel things, I just worry that I'm like spiraling. 
Like, what if I'm spiraling out of control? No, not necessarily. You're allowed to feel things. But I like, I didn't cry for years. Years, unless something very terrible happened. Mm. But now I can really get it going. Nice. And you know how I felt like in the last episode? I love it. Love I love her. to cry. You love a good cry? But it was, it was weird because I was like, why? I used to do it a lot and now I'm not. And, and I do think weird. that's like the scary thing. So if anybody has uh, any good like books or podcasts or something to read about, like I think what's hard about like even sharing like, you know, that going off of birth control or whatever is like because it's literally survival for women. Like we literally have to get on birth control or else we face the consequences. Mm-hmm. And so it's like I'm lucky that I'm in a position where like you know, I have a partner that I trust to have safe sex with, but I'm also with a partner that, like, if I do get pregnant, like, we'll, you know, we can handle those, that outcome mm-hmm. together. But, like, reading the side effects of, or of like, hormonal birth controls and all of that is very, it's very scary. And what I think is even more scary is that, like, doctors were putting us on these at 14, 15 years old and mm-hmm. just, like, not knowing. Like, we did not know the side effects. No. At the time. But it it was also like, did we care? But no, we were told that it would stop our PMS and it would clear regu- our faces. Clear up. our faces, it would regulate our periods and it would keep us from being pregnant. So we yeah. said, say less. Mm-hmm. Let's not mention the, you know, blood clots and uh, other such things. But yeah, so I'm interested to see how, like, I level out. Um, off of it so yeah don't and this year like Best i've been on birth luck. control for a while my period has been outrageous this year in a way that i'm just like on birth control which is on birth control on the same birth control i've been on so i've just been like i think i just have a feeling of like i think i need to see what my body needs to do so that's dude when you know you know and yeah. that's how i felt because like there was no rhyme or reason when i was ready to get off i was just like something feels right to get yeah, off yeah. and i don't know i just gotta listen to that instinct so <laughs> Here we go. It's not going to be the worst. We're not going to die. We could just cry a lot more. <laughs> and that sounds like I a don't want to do that. Good plan. I hate doing that. Um, here's my, my one of my last tidbits that I thought about when you were talking about like Joe. But um, so Josh and I are, you know, we still have the house, buying a house, all that. There's many moving parts still, but um, we had a bunch of inspections done, and basically. Um, like a couple things came back and we ended up going to the sellers and asking them to um, pay for termite treatment. So um, like there's a little bit of termite damage, but like, you know, we needed to like treat it so we wouldn't get any further. Um, it was like a thousand dollars and it was just one of those things like we kind of want to ask for them to pay for it. But we also felt like we've already asked for 15,000 off asking. They've accepted like they probably won't, <laughs> but they did. They said, OK, oh, nice. Josh is like, something's wrong with this house, Rach. I just, I got a feeling like something, something's got to be wrong. These people are just trying to get rid of this house. I'm like, yeah, Josh, that's why they're selling it. They're selling the house. They want to sell it. But they, there's no like investment in that. I mean, like there's no. Josh is just like, I just feel like. There's nothing in do it for any... them besides the money. And that's what they want. So. Right. But the, he's like, I feel like, I feel like some, something's wrong for something's them to off, be, for off. them to be agreeing to all this. And I'm like, get out of here with your six attitude, dude. I'm Always surprised you guys got as far as signing. I mean, listen, that would be <laughs> that doesn't sound very six six like because uh, I feel like that would be a lot worse for us on our end. But I l- hate to hear that. But also at the same time, you just got to talk them through. Everything's fine. Oh, Big hate- decisions are scary, though. I know they are. 
They are especially scary. big financial decisions. Oh yeah, and I think Josh and I have been getting in plenty of stupid fights of the week um, about buying a house and all all such things like you know just stupid stuff like like are you the only one that gets to decorate? What if I want to have a say? It's like. What do you like? Show me, show me in. I'll be like, show me inspo mm-hmm. of like what you'd want our bedroom to look like. Like yeah. I haven't even really thought about that, but he doesn't give me any inspo, and so I'm like, okay, then say less. I'm just gonna do it myself. Yeah, I'll brainstorm. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> you know what? I am very lucky that you know. Not that I don't want anyone else to have a say, but Joe is like, these are my few requirements for a house, and they're tiny. They're like. I'm like, let, let me let me take care of that. Like, I feel like I put out a good house for both of us. He's like, yeah, you're right, Jesse. You probably will. <laughs> I'm like, thank you, thank you. I need that. I need that. Same with um decorating. Never been his expertise, and he knows it. No, Josh is. He always wants to be like, I put my flair on this. Cute. And I'm no, like, Josh, I'm like, keeping your flair in mind, babe. Don't you yeah, worry. Yeah, like I'll build a. I mean, I'll decorate a house that has both of us in mind. Yes. Yeah. Yes, but Cute. I do. Like, I have this thing of like, I hate making. I ain't, I ain't a team player, really. Like, I'll keep the team in mind. You don't think I'll, we know that, Rach? I hate. I hate asking for input. I we know, <laughs> Rach. We know. My podcast partner has has dealt with this a lot. But it was just like, for me, it's like when I explain, like, you know, if I share our vision for, like, the renovations I want to do in the kitchen. I'm like, I don't want you to go to Home Depot with me. I don't want you to be going to Lowe's. Like, you approve the vision and I will go. Mm-hmm. And he's like. Rachel, that's what I want to do. I want to go to the store and like do it with you. I said, no, yeah, I don't, I don't need that. I'll be, I was like, because what if the thing that we want is out of stock and I have to make a secondary choice and then we're weighing and what if you want something different and I want something different? Yeah, that's why I do all that stuff alone. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, two things that I do alone and I promise I'll never do them with anyone else. It's cleaning and it's shopping. Especially for the house. Because mm. once it's done, literally, I, I decorated for Christmas, bought a few new pieces, new cr- adding to the collection. And I come home, and a lot of things are different. I'm like, Joe, what looks different in here? He doesn't have a fucking clue. He's that guy. Oh. He's that guy. I also cleaned the entire house yesterday and washed the floors, and they're covered in paw prints, dirty paw prints. Obviously, we know we have the, I have the husky life. And it's my backyard here's is a some, mud pit. Here's just a thought. He has no idea. What you're going to need in your next house, turf lawn. Turf. You're going to need turf. Absolutely. You don't need any mud. No. Joe won't in, doesn't enjoy mowing the grass. He doesn't need to do that. No. If you do, it can be front yard situation. You guys need turf. You need no mud. You just need. I'm on board for that decision. I've made a choice for you. See? I love it. I'll present it to the masses and then say... Your opinion doesn't matter. It's happening. Tiff. Tiff lawn. I know. They're great. Hey, good. Good. Decided. Good thought, Rach. Do you have any more tidbits before we get into the very, very. I have nothing. I literally have nothing that other than I was able to attend Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. And that's it. Good. On Thanksgiving. I was able to spend time with the fam. Good. I was able to do the damn thing. Good. Eat the turkey. But I have one complaint. Tell me. Why did nobody give me fucking leftovers? I got one little baggie. I'm usually sent home with like two weeks worth of stuffing. Yeah. Of all the well, stuff. Speaking of stuffing, I just discovered I'm, I love it. 
What do you like mean? Tiny was, croutons? They're the best. <laughs> Mushy, wet croutons? <laughs> That's what they Sopping are. Sopping in like, turkey juice? Joe's like, what is, what is stuffing? I was like, tiny croutons. Mushed. With celery pieces and some sausage. Oh, if you don't think that I spent What's Thanksgiving morning. Did we talk about this? What's your favorite Thanksgiving food? Is now stuffing? Oh, yeah, but also green bean casserole. But I'll Ew, make green bean casserole year you trash, round. You trash. <laughs> but mashed potatoes gravy. I was saying to my friend uh, Jake the other day, I'm like, everybody knows turkey isn't good. Turkey is not, no, no, you can make a good turkey, but turkey isn't. I mean, it's bland. It's white meat. It's white meat. Turkey is just a means for getting gravy in my mouth. Yes. Just a, it's just a gravy vessel. Also, um, I might get shade for this, but I'd be mixing and mixing and mixing that plate. I'm talking, I want the bowl. I want a Literally mix you like a shake up Chipotle bowl. Everything <sighs> on my Thanksgiving flate plate, plate is absolutely mixed into one hodgepodge. If I don't have one piece of every food item on my fork for one bite, it's not good. I'm talking turkey, corn, mashed potatoes, stuffing, and a little bit of bacon in one bite. Bacon? Yeah, my dad throws bacon on his turkey. Top notch. Um, but I'm talking That is the hottest take I've 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 ever heard in my life. And don't knock it until you try it because I'm literally eating an elevated KFC Famous Bowl. I'm eating the Thanksgiving version of a Famous Bowl. And you guys are missing out. Next year, I'm sorry I didn't give this take to you before. Next year, try it out. Don't knock it until you try it, I promise you. Even a little bit of a roll, like put the fork, that whole whole plate (laughs) full of just fucking Thanksgiving mush, Pop it in with a roll in the same bite. (laughs) 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 Fucking fire. What is your guys' Christmas meal? Like, do you guys do turkey or ham I think it's ham. I think we a ham fam. So here's what I've decided. Are we? Yeah, ham and cheesy potatoes. Yeah. That's what we do for Easter. But mixing them. Ham and cheesy potatoes in one bite. Yeah, that's normal. But I've decided for Josh and I'm like, we're a beef we're a beef crew. We are we are roast. Beefy we are couple. roast on Christmas. A roast We're a Christmas is roast. A Christmas roast. That's that's Hugo. Hugo. Exactly. That's get a, that ham out of here. I don't. Ham yeah. is only Easter. I feel yeah, like ham only needs to be Easter. Turkey only needs to be Thanksgiving. And why isn't a beef Christmas roast? Why is that not the staple? Beef is good. Make it your own, right? Beef gravy? We write our own history here. I'm good at making gravy, and you can take that to the bank. I'll take it to the bank and cash out. Cash on out on Rach's gravy. <laughs> You've got zaddy soup. Yes. I got gravy. All right. Hit, hit us up with that gravy recipe. Oh, it's all on heart and feel. I can't give it a recipe. Oh. People will be asking for that zaddy's tag us in it. Tag us if you... Tag us I if might you. be making some of that zaddy's this, this good. week. You must. I spent a long time putting that together <laughs> for people to use. So use it. You'll see it. You'll see it on our stories. All right. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was really about to be like, we'll be right back. <laughs> okay, you guys. Highly requested episode here. But we're doing the damn thing. And we are noted up. We are. We're prepared. We've been taking notes we because have, we've been listening. We've been listening. We've been watching. We've been scrolling. Oh, so much scrolling. So much scrolling. I was like, do I want to do my own research or do I want to just copy other people's research and theories on TikTok? A little bit of both. A little bit of both. 
Oh, here I definitely. We are. I definitely felt like I was doing a little book report. I was like reading I and I was writing. Reading, you guys, writing. we are we are here to dissect, psychoanalyze, and really dive into Taylor Swift. All too well, ten minute version, Taylor's version, and we are here to provide our insight because the tale, the story she weaves here, like it's unmatched. The energy, the I mean. Jake really fighting for his life out here for something that happened about a decade ago. Jake Gyllenhaal. Fuck yeah. Fuck you, but also, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't. Oh my God, we've been dogging him. So, I mean, I I already outed myself a little bit, but that I hadn't even listened to All Too Well, the original version before until... (laughs) Not a true Swifty. Not a true... I really am not a true Swifty. It's... I'm sorry. I want to be... And this is my attempt but we, to, but you guys, this are, is her time to shine, time to appreciate. Be, you guys must be really tired because in order to be a Swifty, you got to be up all night mm-hmm. making connections, connecting, theorizing, connecting on the dots, forums. connecting all the dots. Because I'm telling you, if you were to weave Taylor's songs to lyrics to albums, like, oh my everything God. connects in a really cool, puzzly way. Yeah. And I find that very fucking cool. But like she has she has these Swifties wrapped around her finger with this shit. Oh, yeah. The numerology, the cryptic shit. But also there's stuff that Taylor admitted to to putting in her stuff that she didn't mean to have it be cryptic. And they found some connection. And she's like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, Taylor's admitted to being like, you guys find stuff that I don't intentionally put in, but somehow works. And she thinks it's hilarious. I talked to her the other day. You talked to her the other yeah, day. About I just it. made yeah. it sound like I had yeah. it. I mean, I've been doing She'll be on soon. She will be on soon. Um <laughs> she um I just watched Miss Americana as well. So I'm in a I was in a full Taylor Swift. Okay. Dive. I should have watched that before it was, this. I mean, I can cliff notes it for you. There's some very I actually wrote down some parts that really stood out to me that oh I didn't God, know you about Taylor. For this in such a real way. So do I ever do anything in a fake way? No, Couldn't really. be me. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, we can, we can really get into it. Um, you guys, I think that we're gonna, Rach and I have a few different takes on yeah. it. Um, we're also going to kind of get some highlights of what all too well in general, I feel like means like, and there's some highlights that the yeah. story in the song truly tells that I feel mm-hmm. like we'll get into in a for better and worse way. <laughs> like we're gonna. Only, only in the best of ways. Only in the best of ways. Um, so I'm excited. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see where this takes us. So, like, when I started doing, like, research, I felt like I wanted to, like, understand the difference between the original version and the 10-minute version. Because I was like, what did she add? Like, what did she add to this song? And I think this is funny because I think it comes from someone who didn't know the song. I didn't know the song. You know? So, so no, but I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, like, your take on that is understanding yeah. what everyone knew of it before. Yeah. And how it differs from this new version that everyone is still obsessing over. But I do. but it's a big deal, right? It is a big deal. So th- the original song came out in 2012, 2011. E- don't, I don't know. Something like that. I, we could have researched I, that. But I'm ju- I was just trying to think of like where that. I was in my life where like I oh. wouldn't have heard like why- I was in college, my freshman year of college. I think mm-hmm. why wouldn't I have heard the song? No idea. I don't know. But I'm telling you, me and Danielle blared this song when I, this whole album 
when I think of this album, I think of Danielle and BG. We were both at BG. I know. This was a crossover time in our lives. I know, which is crazy. Um, I had a car in BG, which is rare. My yeah, freshman year. I had, park. I had it. Park. I had all four years. Just couldn't be without it. You know, first off, motion sickness. Second off, I just needed that control. And her and I would be like, you want to get out of town? We would go and we would just drive to Toledo all the time. And we just to get out, just like act normal and shop somewhere different. We did it all the time. And wow. we listened to this, this whole album. So when, I actually had to get her take on. She's, she's a big Swifty. And she will psychoanalyze anything. And I was like, hey, do you want to head to the head to the studio, head to the studio and record? With yeah, us? yeah. She's like, I should have. <laughs> but I did get her take on things, which I will integrate in some of this to pay to pay tribute to my girl. Perfect. So but I feel like the original version, it gives like the first time breakup energy, like your first real love, the first. And I feel like it's almost purposeful, like what she took out of the song for the original, like for the like three minute version is because it it is much more like moldable to mm-hmm. like other people's stories. Um, in the ten minute version, very specific. We go, yep, yeah. We get into full detail, which yeah. I think is, um, in my sense, I was like, is she, or was the timing of the writing mm-hmm. protecting him in some way? Oh, probably for sure. I mean, regardless, we were doing. Taylor's version versus not Taylor's version, you know, mm-hmm. like, could it have been 10 minutes in the beginning? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe people know that it could have been. I don't know. But it's like somehow giving these details about a decade later is still like assassinating him in a classy way. I don't know. It's it's too it's so far gone that it's like, yes, fuck Jake Gyllenhaal. That's what we're doing. And that's funny for the sake of comedy, for the sake of the album. Mm-hmm. But like no one truly means that because it's yeah. like it's dead and gone. Yeah. You know, like it's it's been buried and we're done with it. But still. Did you write down any of like your favorite like original verses from the original? N- they're all from the new. Okay. So the one, because really I've said this last week, but like I've listened to the 10 minute version way like way more times and so i it was in a unique position to because i didn't know exactly what was in the original and what what was new Mm. and so one of the hardest hitting lines is um time won't fly it's like i'm paralyzed by it i'd like to be my old self again but i'm still trying to find find it it. and there there are a couple lines in this in this song that i'm like oof oof and that is one like where you're like stuck in a bad way like in a bad breakup and it's like why are the days dragging out when i like that that just like slow move like time is moving so slowly and almost feels like cruel yes or like why can you not just get out of it dude we'll address this but i feel like someone just reached out to us via instagram was like i cannot get over this fucking breakup oh yeah and she's young and she's like i know i'm young to be to be listening to a podcast about divorce and Mm. newlyweds. But she's like, I do have any advice about a bad breakup. And that really sums it up. Though It's like, why is this dragging out? Why do I not feel like myself? Mm -hmm. Why do I not know who the fuck I am coming out of this relationship? Because how many times does that happen? When you're like, I made myself to be his perfect girl. Yeah. Like I've spent so much time creating someone who I'm actually yeah. not or maybe I'm yeah. still you're we're young, you know? Like we're yeah. still 
1920s trying to mold ourselves and we're like, okay, maybe this is who we're going to be. Yeah. Or this is who I am. He yeah. brings this out in me. I think he, I went through a lot of that. Like maybe too. this is always who I was supposed to be and he just brings it out. Me too. Because I mean, we're moldable. We were young, yeah. we're, but also like we're experiencing things to understand who we truly are. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't come later in life. I mean, it does come later in life, but we don't know that. So mm-hmm. we are just, you know, soaking up these experiences. Yeah. I think all too well specifically is like pretty well known as now that I've done my research and stuff as Taylor's best song, like the best song she's ever written. This is so funny. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I apologize. I'm a fan now. Um, <laughs> she, she stands. She stands. But I think that's because like this song is so, so vulnerable because it's not just like your average breakup song. It's a breakup song about like. I remember what happened and this meant like it's almost the admission of like I this meant more to me than it meant to you Mm -hmm. and like she romanticizes the relationship even when it's over like dancing you know in the refrigerator light and the drives upstate and Mm -hmm. she like she's acknowledging that she remembers and she remembers fondly which I think is the most vulnerable position to take after a breakup um, that you're just wholeheartedly heartbroken. Yeah. And I think that's why so many people love this song, resonate with this song specifically, because she's put herself in a position that a lot of us don't put ourselves in, even in heartbreak, because I think it's uncomfortable to stay in this like I'm heartbroken stage. You want to be like, it's all for the best or the the next good things around the corner. And yeah, there's none of that in here. No, there's no like, well, like, thank I'm you moving on. Yeah. yeah, no, it is. I'm sitting, I'm harping in it and I remember it too well. Yeah. I remember it too well that like I think of it probably more than I should. Yeah. And um, I kind of made this connection. I'm probably not the only one, but it's like we're all like fuck Jake, right? But it's also, in my opinion, it's just like fuck any toxic relationship that this, yeah. that had similar feelings. I feel feel like this is one of the most relatable songs because it really represents heartbreak you know and that's really what it is it's kind of exactly what you said and it's just like we're all saying like fuck jake joan all no we're actually talking about that one ex the song reminds us of okay we're all talking about that one relationship that we remember all too well 10 years down the road yeah and that's that's kind of how i take it and i know um and that's why this song i mean it was just like the most requested taylor's version album and especially all too well like swifties have been waiting for it yeah we've known it was coming but could never have asked for anything better um but what is the you did ask about original version song lyrics and it's so casually cruel in the name of being honest is my fucking crypt tonight yeah are you kidding like literally you're ruining me but you're just being honest yeah right like you are saying the most hurtful things to me but no but you're just like i just got to be honest with you this is just how i feel but it's because i think casually we as society women whatever are are told that we need to be able to take honesty Mm -hmm. and so when we take offense to what what they describe Mm -hmm. as honesty it's like oh i just can't handle the truth yeah but like there's a difference like cruelty in in the name of being honest changes changes the whole dynamic completely when you can step back and be like no like they were they were trying to tear me down yeah it wasn't about honesty it wasn't about making me better Mm -hmm. it was about them being right or them digging the knife in deeper right and that changes 
that perspective. And I think it is really cool to um, hear this song from Taylor 10 years later because I think it adds like definitely a maturity and on on the reflection. Yeah. Because um, I know she, I agree. she wrote um, this before. But I think like you can't really tell what she wrote before. And like I feel like fuck the patriarchy keychain on the ground was probably a new a newer line. Yeah. I, I just um, – it will. At, at the time, oh, it's one hundred percent. At the time the, came, the song came out, Taylor went through like she refused to call herself a feminist face. Yeah. Um. So I feel like she probably wouldn't have written that lyric, but. But also, I, in Miss Americana, she goes through of talks about her sexual assault case and what she went through with that, and then her coming out in the political sense, mm-hmm. which was one of the raddest. I've things. seen that clip many times. Yeah. With her conversation with her dad. Yeah. Where she was like, this is fucking important to me. And in, yeah, wait, I actually quoted it because I thought it was one of the coolest boundaries I've seen set. And she said, dad, I need you to forgive me for doing it because I am doing it. And that's her saying like, I want to go against who it was. Um, black Marsha Blackburn, who was a uh, running for Senate at the time in Tennessee. And mm-hmm. she was like, she stands against, everything that i stand for mm-hmm. and i she's like i just can't keep my mouth shut like this feels wrong yeah and i thought it was so rad that she's like it was i mean it was against her dad and her team was like we can't we don't want you to go this route you've you've stayed silent through political stuff like no you know you're a singer you don't have to be a politician she's like no this is no. too important to yeah. me she said i need you to forgive me for doing it because i am doing it yeah to your dad i thought that was pretty rad so i think it's a weird it's a weird place to hold as a celebrity where like i mean I post like my political thoughts more on my personal Instagram and like I don't have to give that a second thought. But she has an influence. Yeah, she has an influence. So it's like this responsibility either to withhold your thoughts or, you know, to share your thoughts, but then you're taking a stance and and it's just this like tumble. But Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously since that, I think she's felt a lot more freedom to be like, I'm going to say what I need to say. Right. And and take a stance, which I feel like her fans all appreciated um, later on. Yeah. And I think she was worried about that with most of her her fans being in, you know, conservative Tennessee or, you know, or mm-hmm. Tennessee Christian values things and who is, yeah, you know, whatever. But right. Um, anywho, moving on from that. So I just I've started breaking down kind of different lyrics that, and new ones that I really like. So I think also, can that, we? So. Yeah. Can we talk about um, people saying that the scarf represented her virginity? I know Do you I have say it done. scarf equals virginity question mark. Same. Okay. That would be, I mean, I get it. But also the scarf was like a very, it happened. She, there's a photo of him oh, yeah. wearing the fucking scarf. Yeah. Or was that photoshopped? Could be cryptic. I, I think could be multiple meanings. But. It also could mean like her broken heart. Like it's very symbolic in a way that could probably mean both. Yeah. But there's lines in the song that kind of insinuate that it, very well could have been her virginity oh for sure crazy okay yes, it, what is it it looks like innocence and it smells like me Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh i didn't even make that connection yeah. damn it swifties be on it the woman was too stunned to speak <laughs> That oh my god! I didn't even get that one. You're too busy looking in between the lines. Yeah. You missed the big fucking open things. <laughs> That's so good. Okay, did you break down this lyric? Um, did the twin f- flame? Did you do this one? So of course you did. Okay, the line is: Did the twin flame bruise you? No. Did the twin flame bruise paint you blue? 
Okay. Just between us did the love affair maim you too. <laughs> okay. So Break, I, yeah. I I did a whole breakdown of what Twin Flames is. That did you do that? Do yeah. You, okay. So I just Look at us, Jess. Jesus. I know. Okay. We've actually touched on Twin Flames in on this podcast. I um, met mine and I like swerved the other way. I said, Mel, thanks. But hey, maybe you are, I mean, here's a fucking example that you're not meant to be with that person. Yeah, not necessarily. So it, it could be very complicated. So um a twin flame, the definition. Well, it's one of the most intense relationships you can have. The theory is um, that a twin flame happens when a soul splits and inhabits two bodies. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you come together, it's like your soul is whole again. AKA the soulmates, soulmates in the craziest sense. Yeah. In the so most. So like soulmates is more of referring to like you have two separate souls and your souls have met throughout life many times and that's a soulmate it's like your souls are familiar with each other a twin flame is like you took one soul ripped, ripped it, in it in d- into two placed it in two people so they don't feel whole without each other which is just toxicity soup good soup good soup but bad soup bad soup um but what's <laughs> interesting is that her and jake are twin fire signs they're both sagittarians Oh my God! Welcome and, to the club, Tay. I didn't know you were part of. We me. know that Sag is a fire sign, so they're twin flames and twin fire signs. Yeah, which is kind of fucking crazy. Um, but then she says, or no, it's kind of like what you take is like the twin flame bruise is the hurt inflicted on them because of the relationship. Yeah. So, did the hurt from the relationship make you sad? Yeah, that's that fucking line. I mean, who fucking thinks of that? Who fucking thinks of that? I mean, I think anyone who's met a twin flame found out what a twin flame is. Like, it it really is the feeling of like I think breaking away from that person, tearing them away, it causes physical pain. Like, it physically, and mm. it's not going to end up well. Literally, when I met this guy that I talk about being twin flames with. I felt I was very glad that I was over the age of 25, but I remember feeling something I'd never felt before and feeling scared in a way that like I'd already experienced love and I'd experienced commitment. I'd experienced like marriage and I these things scared the ever loving shit out of me. And when I started looking into Twin Flames, I was like, this doesn't end well for a lot of people. And I said, no. After doing my research on Twin Flames, I've decided no more. I've decided I will not like to do this. I'm going to awkward moonwalk out away. Out of here. Out of here. Crazy. So, That's an intense feeling. I. It's nothing that you can explain. And really, it is just this like very, it's very confusing. Um, but I mean, there are some Twin Flames that do make it and live together. But a lot of times they also talk about like Twin Flames will come back into your life. Are we expecting a comeback from this dude? No, God, no. We'll never, see, we'll never hear from him again. Hopefully not. It's too scary. I, I mean, I hold the same position. Yeah, as I did then. For even sure. more strongly now that like I've experienced like a a real partnership and like what commitment is and like, um, like passion and that feeling. Like you can't. I think I can't replicate what I have with Josh and like with anybody else like he really is like my best friend and like i've i've thought about talking about this like 
um, I forget who kind of mentioned it to me, like, do you feel weird about buying a house with Josh? Like, you aren't engaged. You're not married. Like, isn't that weird? I feel like this is more and more common, though. What I feel like a lie that we believe is that marriage breeds commitment. Mm-hmm. Like, how often do we hear, like, girls, like... But he want, was married. Yeah, or just one, like, waiting to take the next step, step before they commit. They commit. I knew Josh was in probably from about six months in. Yeah. And, and I knew I was in. And it was like, now we're living our lives together. Marriage does not keep you married. So you have to know that, like, you are committed to your mutual growth together forever. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I didn't bat an eye at us buying a house. I really didn't think about it too hard. I didn't feel like we needed to get engaged before it or anything. No, like, I didn't think anything of it either. Actually. It's just like we are committed to each other. Whether well, no, if whether you know or not your, get, your future, if you future plan together and you're like, my future is you. What? Yeah, my future what? is you. Whether or not we get married, whether or not we get engaged, like my future with Josh is not contingent upon a piece of paper, a and piece a of ring. paper and a ring. No. So interesting, interesting. Um. Okay, let's one of one of my new favorite ones. Um. So this line comes right after the verse where she talks about meeting his family and going through his old photos. Mm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's the and I was thinking on the drive down anytime now he's gonna say it's love. You never called it what it was. Yes. yes. Okay. Also, I'm finding out through Swifties is that. He didn't say he loved her until months after that they were over. Yes. I Oh, you get that from the song for sure. Right. And you, you never said it. And I think in, if this was her first love, you go through this battle of like, who's going to say I love you first? When, when we say I love you, is it just assumed? Am I not saying I love you? And, and you know, it comes this kind of like, you don't want to say it until they say it. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of are projecting your feelings on them and be like, oh, they must feel this too. They're just not saying it yet. And I think him never calling it what it was, like really must have like hurt her and especially hurt her if he said it that he did later. It Because then you just feel crazy. You feel like I've just gone through all these emotions because I thought you didn't love me. Right. And you're telling me you did? Fuck but- you. <laughs> But now you're telling me after the fact. Yeah, when we can't do anything about it. Which I feel like in this line, in the new one, is he never called it what it was till we were dead and gone and buried, check the pulse, and come back swearing. It's the same month after three months in the grave. (sighs) After three months in the grave. Yeah. They're saying like three months Mm -hmm. after is when he said it. Like after I've been in the grave. Like you just fucking buried me. And now you're coming back and being like, no, I loved you. The fuck? Yeah, no. That's a no for me. Yeah. And I feel like just so manipulative. That's yeah, the fucking gaslighting shit that we just would love to get into with this. Okay. I also want to say this. Yes, there was gaslighting portrayed in the in the film, for sure. So what, something I do want to say, just logistic, because that's the film depicts gaslighting i feel like a lot of people ask me what gaslighting is i've had a lot of people be like what is it though okay well i would love to show you the scene and fucking because it is and i feel like everyone in general needs to watch it because to understand it it's so triggering because it i mean i've been in with different boyfriends di- different partners of different times in my life 
that is the definition of like a toxic fight. Mm-hmm. And like he says in this, I don't think I'm making you feel that way. I think you you're making yourself feel that way. And that is if you could sum up gaslighting in one in one. But sentence. it's the way they say it and with charm and, and you you start to doubt yourself and and, you know, then they make it all OK. It is watch that scene. Take a peek at your relationship. Take make a sure. Peek. Take a peek. Make sure that's not happening to you because, oh, my God, is it so scary accurate. It's it's just scary in general to watch that scene. If you've ever been in a fight similar to that, it's like, like you said, it was triggering because it was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And honestly, for me, it's like when I would hear that, I would be like, oh. it was so frustrating because, you know, you're bringing this up. I would say, like, when I fight, I know I'm fucking bothered by it yeah. right and if i've got it enough to be upset about it i brought it to you and you've turned around spin it back on me i was like <sighs> but no like i'm having yeah. this battle within myself like but no like i feel you know but yeah. like the i feels are not in this conversation you know like it's he they just turn it right back to you and yeah. that's fucking crazy you, you put it that way you've you saw it that way i wasn't even thinking about it why would you take it that way oh it, it's a lot so that to say, please watch that film. It's right in the middle um, of of it where the gaslit nation comes in. Gaslit nation. They gaslit that kitchen on fire. And you say, whoa. That's a crazy scene, though. They did a fucking phenomenal job with that film, I must say. The last thing I'll say in the film, because it really, it really just is, like, good. And obviously, like, Swifties love the Easter eggs. But Sadie, mm. her acting... When the breakup is happening, is like heart level. You there's no audio, like because it's just like Taylor's song in the background. The only like long span of dialogue is the kitchen scene. But why do you but, feel like you you know exactly how she feels? The, getting crazy, getting crazy. Um, the despair, like you can just see it, like the way that she tenses her body up, and you hear her say, like, "So this is it, this is it." And I like you just remember feeling like when someone just gives up and it's like, so it's it's over. This is this is what it is. And. Yikes. Yeah, I had I had to go to a deep place to really start relating to this stuff because I haven't felt like heartbreak like that in a very long time, you know? Yeah. So you have to go deep deep within to where this feels very familiar. Mm -hmm. And that's a long time ago for me, but a very deep, dark place. Oh, yeah. And I had to, I had to crawl in there for a minute. I'm like, ooh, don't stay too long. <laughs> don't stay too long <laughs> here, Jess. Look, get some binoculars. I need to, look at, need to look from afar. But it's like, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's a very, very scary place to be. And just like even when she was crying in the bed, that fucking hunched over life will never be the same feeling i i had like a 3 day period of that once mm -hmm. and i watched someone great like 5 times if you haven't seen that netflix show you got to so good uh watched a lot of la la land mm -hmm. and i just cycled too. those movies and sobbed and just Felt my feels in a way that I don't care to ever again. Darkness. Dark. And really, like, I mean, I'll never forget 
the first time I removed myself from mine and Dave's house was the summer before I actually left. And Meredith, my best friend, came over. And I just like, I couldn't talk. Like they they called Meredith. <laughs> we were like, hello, you need to you need to make a house call here. I need a wellness check. And I'm just like sitting in my old bedroom just with remnants of of him and I, like our dating relationship, like pictures. And it's just like, where, how do I even move from here? That scary like ledge of like the darkness that is ahead of me that I know I have to walk is so long. And doesn't seem attainable. Doesn't oh, and it, it definitely did not seem attainable to me at that point. Hence mm-hmm. why I crawled back into the hole into the marriage. Right. For a while longer. But I mean phew. sucks. Was that a tear shed? No, it was an itch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought we were getting somewhere I'm like, what? No. Next lyric. We broke down, which is um, I just kind of took from a lot of people's interpretations versus my interpretations of this. Okay. Um, for when your Brooklyn broke my skin and bones, I'm a soldier who was returning half her weight. There was a lot of interpretations on this. I needed you. I I didn't even look into that because I was like, what does Brooklyn mean? Yeah. So. I guess that's where they hung out. OK, that's I think Brooklyn oh, is like where he, the maple latte Brooklyn. Yeah. His Brooklyn. Right. My Brooklyn. Oh, right. Okay, I get it. That's what Josh calls his his Cleveland Browns. My Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Um, like his version of Brooklyn retro as a human is what an inter- in- interpretation. Uh, mm-hmm. um, re- so another thing is like returning with half her spirit, half her emotional and even physical weight. Um, someone mentioned and then they talked about like her eating disorder if that is in reference to that. Mm-hmm. And um, also just like someone else interpreted taking on the emotional burden of having someone then losing it, them, which I feel like was, in my opinion, kind of how I took it. Mm-hmm. That, that's all I, I think it's interesting it. that you took it um, with like losing half of her, like half like his weight, because I definitely took it in the like, like returning home like a shell of yourself like half losing half of her mm-hmm. like whether that was weight or just like like not necessarily him ha- being the other half of her but just like feeling like a whole side of her is just gone right and like i think obviously like i mean with heartbreak like oh i i don't think i ate for two weeks when i left yeah i don't think you i just, I just have couldn't. like crazy anxiety yeah when you're going through it like Oh yeah, you just, I, I, yeah, I couldn't keep anything like the pit in your stomach. There's the constant nausea of like, what the fuck did I just do? What the fuck is like that? It's like when I feel like for me when it was like that, I was like, when you're still like going through a breakup, my breakups were always like, okay, we're gonna see each other in a few days to talk through it. Like, we're gonna. Like, it's never over Mm -hmm. when it was over Mm -hmm. in my experience of a really hard heartbreak. It was like, okay, we said that we said that we were done, but we're not actually done until I mean, this is a long time ago, though. But that's like how it was. It was like, fuck, I'm on edge until this is actually over. Yeah. What changed for you, your final breakup? 
with that person? What was the like, was Two it just weeks. your mindset totally changed going into the breakup? Was it just, like I was, were- I was completely removed and he could feel that. Mm-hmm. I, we drove to hometown Mapleside, watched the sunset. And I was like, I have to do this for me. Like this, this is for me. I, I am not invested in this anymore mm. and I can't be. And like, I, he was still holding on to some hope that like I would come back to it. Like I'm going to do and have this fun and come back. And like that was his way of like accepting it. Mm. And that it was just like I was done. I was so done. Yeah. Sunset went down separate ways. Wow. Painting Poetic. the picture. Poetic. Painting the picture for you guys. The last uh, one I have, it's like a long line, but um, you who charmed my dad with self-effacing jokes, Mm -hmm. sipping coffee like you were on a late night show. But then he watched me watch the front door all night, willing you to come. And he said that it's supposed to be be fun fun, turning turning 21, 21. which puts the song 22 in its place entirely. Oh, for sure. Because now you know that on her 21st birthday, which she's actually mentioned this many times, like, yeah. in different songs, like, missing her birthday. Um, but, like, I I mean, 22 is such a, a weird age to choose for a song. Mm-hmm. But it's clear that, like, this was her, like, this is going to be a different year. Like, this this is behind me now. This is what we're going to feel. Happy, free, confused, and lonely in the best way. Yes. You know? Miserable, magical, Yeah. I know that song. No, okay, right. That's that is one of the songs that I know. Um, tonight's the night that we're gonna forget about the heart. Oh, okay, it's okay. time. <laughs> it's time. Um, and I just, I think I could really relate. Um, and I feel like a lot of people can relate to like the vulnerability that comes with introducing you to your families, especially because this relationship was like, it came out like a few weeks before Thanksgiving and ended by the New Year. Like it was so literally all the the family holiday yes. stuff, and so like introducing him to everyone, like her knowing where she feels, like what she feels, and know like she's made the decision that this is real and this is going to be forever, and then for that person to not reflect that same like commitment, um, sucks, and I just I liked the. But then he watched or the sipping coffee like you were on a late night show. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can just imagine him doing that too. Like I meeting, could, I could see him I could doing see that. that sneaky motherfucker. That what does she say? Cheeky, cheeky motherfucker. Um, no, but I guess this kind of brings back to like kind of what the song's about, right? Obviously, we know it's heartbreak. Just like highlights of it. We talked gaslighting, obviously, in the film. But what do you think about? Right, right people, wrong time. Ooh. And how do you feel about the age difference? There was mm-hmm. a significant age gap in this relationship. And yeah. she ta- obviously talks about it in the entire song about him being like, hey, if we were the same age, this would have been different. So, Which actually, this was this is the die. I, I said, th- this is actually my favorite line. I kind of forgot about it, but this fits with that. Um, the line that the first. My first oof in this song came from this line. Um, You kept me like a secret, but I kept you like an oath. Um, I think age differences 
I mean, it's really weird when I talk about age differences because um, I do think I've said this before, like if someone if you have a significant age difference with someone, it's kind of fair to say that they might not be mature enough to date people in their own age group. Um, That's kind of like a common saying. Um, But it's weird for me to say that because my parents are 20 years apart in age. Oh, that's right. So, um, yeah, so I say that. But like, obviously, like I love my dad and I love my mom and they had a 25 year marriage that eventually ended, honestly, due to their age gap. Um, And I feel like their age gap did play such a role in like them not being able to connect in their marriage. But also, I think marriage looked a lot different when our parents were getting married in like the 70s and 80s. For sure. Because it was like. You were getting married to build a family and the way the family looked was different than where a family looks like now. And um, I think my mom really didn't expect my dad to help with us. She didn't expect him like she she became a mom because she wanted to become a mom. It wasn't like a co-parenting thing, even though my dad did anything that she wanted him to do, really. But um Really, in the end, I think my dad was getting older and facing a lot of different issues, and it was too vulnerable for him to have a wife in those issues. Mm. Like, for him, it was too much to ask someone to stand by. Um, The flaw in his system is now, that is my responsibility and Laura's responsibility. (laughs) Um, So, can't call him a genius, but um, yeah – Age differences are are a really weird concept, and um, obviously theirs wasn't twenty years, but it was nine years, right? Like I he was twenty nine, so, yeah. she was twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, and but the whole like you kept me like a secret um, line is a really shitty feeling, and you see that in the film too of like him like dropping they, her hand, him dropping, yeah, not not wanting to like acknowledge his feelings for someone that could be so young or, or inexperienced. When have like, you ever been in a relationship where you was like more real for you, like, like he was keeping it a secret? Obviously, so I mean, this is funny. It was it was not like a real, like he was my boyfriend, but like it wasn't serious. But my freshman year of high school i just gotten out of a really like i was in an abusive relationship in middle school but we had broken up and so over the summer i had kind of like a summer fling with this boy that like went to like my church and he was two years older than me so he was a junior when i was a freshman sounds problematic already yeah i'm kidding not really i mean i guess it's kind of normal but i'm um, kidding (laughs) um he would like ignore me in the halls so uh, literally, it only lasted like three, four weeks once school started because I was like, what is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, the hallways are not that big. You can't be you can't be looking over here. Like, but it was very much that he was embarrassed to be dating someone that much younger than him. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, we broke up. He, But his it was also very much he made me break up with him. So what was that? Middle school or high school? High school. Oh, okay. So my I was my freshman year. It was before me and Ryan started dating. Right. Um, yeah. But he ain't he ain't shit. But he yeah, ain't I, shit. I, I have felt that in a it was very real at the time. Yeah. Feeling like this is like the feeling of someone being ashamed of you for something you can't control. Mm-hmm. And I think it's unfair because it's like you decided to date me, knowing my age, knowing knowing I'm twenty years old. Yeah. Why are you deciding to only be embarrassed about it at certain times? Yeah. 
there was a situation ship that I was in where he was significantly older and mm-hmm. had kids and I was I'm like, I can do this. This is this is doable. I mean, thank God it did not work out mm-hmm. because that's me molding myself to fit something. Someone else. Yeah. And that was a hundred percent a fuck no. But um <laughs> but yeah, that was a that was a problematic age difference though. Yeah. That would it have worked out I mean not in the end, no. Yeah, but I do feel like age gaps feel smaller the older you get. You know, like a yeah. a twenty nine a twenty nine to thirty eight is very different than twenty to twenty nine, right? Like mm-hmm. twenty, you're basically just graduated from high school. You may or may not be in college. You aren't even legally allowed to drink alcohol yet. Right. Twenty nine, you're you know probably have a career might have a house you have a life you got the 401k like right so you're at a point like you went through high school college maybe grad school you've lived more of your life or maybe you've been in your career since you were 18 maybe you've had 10 years of being in the same job like yeah these are like adult experiences and our adult experiences you know like yeah that kind of like oh we're all adults like yeah it shouldn't feel like as big of a deal but when someone is in a significantly different part of their lives, like a parent, like parenthood and someone's mm-hmm. not like that causes some issues. Yeah. And just socially, I think it would be awkward to date someone that is 100% not legally able to drink. Not only that, like I've had, actually socially, had you can't two, go to bars. You can't. I've had two relationships. Yes. I've had two relationships where um, one of someone I was dating was like coming to realize that he was an alcoholic and this is just social differences Mm -hmm. um and i agreed to support him through that and but like drinking is actually a very big part of my life and i don't mean that in in, an unhealthy way it just is i enjoy it i enjoy beer enjoy brewery hopping everything about drinking socially i love it um and then that the older guy just never chose to drink like that was Mm -hmm. his choice just was never for him and I'm like, how did these worlds collide? Like, it just, I, yeah. Did I want them to work because I liked this person? Yes. But mm-hmm. could that ever actually, would I mm-hmm. just be sacrificing things that I, I love for people that I love? Yes. Yeah. You know, and that's not great. Yeah. But a quick circle back to what we were originally talking about. Oh, sorry. Do you, no, no, no. This is just so we tie it together because I feel like people are like, they were going to say it. Do you believe in right person, wrong time? Oh, um, yes. Yes, I do. Um, I, yes, very much so. There's there's so much shit that you're going through when you're meeting people, and that could be mm-hmm. not the right time. I don't think, I think in a perfect world, you, you meet back up with that person, but mm-hmm. it's very rare that you do. And I'm in a very funny position of, I've been hearing, you know, that that term right person, wrong time for a long time. But then I like realized I'm with my right person, wrong time. Oh, like Josh and I tried to date when we were young and we just weren't there. And, right. But we always like we were always very drawn to one another and like definitely gravitated towards each other. And um, it's just funny to know that like we weren't ready for each other yet. And I, we both knew that at that time that like, God, yeah, you literally just like <laughs> squashed my entire thing that people rarely, rarely, I they rarely, rarely. Do. they do. I yeah. mean, I mean, it's been 
it's one thing for it to be like you spend a year apart and come back together. Like we spent 10 years apart and came back together. Nine years. That's crazy. Nine years between like the last time we had seen each other and Cute. our first date, really. So. So there's hope out there's there. There's hope for out there. Don't hold on to hope for that kind of stuff. I'll say that. If you have a breakup, live your life. You know, like live your life. Move on. Love again. Experience heartbreak again. Like put, mm-hmm. keep putting yourself out there. But when the right person, wrong time comes back around, it is so sweet. Because oh, I think Josh was always meant to be my best friend. But he just didn't know how to be a friend at the time because he didn't even know how to be a friend to himself. He didn't even know what that would look like. Right. Because, like, I firmly believe, like, I love my best friend love. Like, I I, I love that I know that, like, we will love each other and be next to each other in any season mm-hmm. because he's my friend. I think those loves last. I think Me that's, too. like, new age. Because it's not always, like, I think it's rare that you marry that your passionate love. Yeah. Like that head over heels. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, if you do, then great. Yeah. But like the best friend love, I feel like is the one that's going to last. Yeah. Partnerships. Your partner. Same team. Mm-hmm. Equal. That's what we love. I love him. So he is my he is my right person, wrong time. So that's what I think Cute. is funny about it. And it is fun when they come back around and you get to know them as who they are and because you change. Yeah. And I think like I've I've loved all the ways that he's changed and what he's realized in this time and it's been two years now. Okay. Okay. So Swifties. How'd we do? Do we do enough? Do we what were any big points that we missed? I'm making sure that I didn't forget because man, what if I if I left out you kept me like a secret, but I kept you like a nose. This would you could this whole episode in a wash. Yeah, do we do we leave anything out? Did we also I did someone said this and I was dead. It said they're like waiting for an end credit scene in the film because um Jake was a was a Marvel guy. Dead <laughs> I did dead ass watch the whole last two minutes. You have to use a Marvel guy. You never know what kind of end fucking cr- credit scene would happen. I thought that was fucking funny. Is he a Marvel guy? Yeah. Who is he? Mm-hmm. Cut that out. We should know better before you answer the... Try to ask me those questions. Who is Jake in the Marvel? He is a Marvel guy. He's in something. <sighs> is he? Yes. Jake Gyllenhaal. What was he playing? Something. He's not... He's not Spider-Man, is he? He was in... Yes, he was in Spider-Man. He's in the new verse, Spider-Man. Oh, wow. He was a villain. Oh. He doesn't count. Okay, you guys, <laughs> we did it. I hope it hope, was up to par. Um, hope this wasn't too triggering or, you know, send you to back. Speaking of triggering. <laughs> this is a segue. We do have to talk about next week's episode. We are having my good friend, my very good friend, Meg. Our my good friend. Our. <laughs> I claim her. She's mine. <laughs> um, and we are going to talk about grief. Um, this is a highly requested topic you guys asked that we speak on. Um, and we are going to get us some, some specifics about suicide. Yeah. So if that is a trigger for you, something you don't want to partake in, totally fine. We're just warning you now. Yeah. Um, obviously, it will be warned 
next week yeah. as well when we are actually doing the episode and before yeah. you guys the first 20 to 30 minutes will always be banter and we'll give banter. we'll give a quick and i'm telling you meg and i turn it will off. not disappoint in the banter so it, once it gets the serious stuff you can tell us to fuck right off yeah um also we are opening it up to you guys to ask any questions you have about yeah. grief grief um, suicide Besides, if, yeah if you want to have, ask any questions about that, I'm not sure what, but yeah, but yeah, Meg has personal experience with that. Jess has personal experience with that. And I was hospitalized at a time in my life for wanting to go through with that. So, um, I think we'll be bringing some different perspectives to the table and hopefully being able to like provide support guidance, just solidarity with you guys as like grief can be all encompassing. Absolutely. So cool. We're ready to get fucking weird next week. And will we cry? <laughs> Probably. Probably. It's gonna get deep. We will see you there. Um, thank you guys as always. We love you so much. We hope this has been Jess and Rach's version. Jess and Rach's version. We're of all too well. <laughs> Is it? It wasn't. We just analyze it. Okay, we love you so much. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. 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 Bye.